Uh, if you've ever thought about recording a podcast, Anchor is the best way to do that. We use that for Boats and Does here. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. Uh, Anchor has the tools you need to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or on your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all the listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. So if you've ever thought about it, download the Anchor app and go or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the Boats and Does podcast. This is Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Brandon. And this week, we're going to talk about salt versus freshwater. Fishing. Fishing. So, <laughs> well, I mean, okay. That's true. <laughs> is there saltwater hunting? I guess so, with ducks, maybe. But regardless. Yeah, sea ducks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bow fishing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the when you first brought this up to me, my initial like thought was, who are the better anglers, right? Mm-hmm. Salt versus freshwater. Who is more mm-hmm. inept? And I've got a lot of thoughts on that. What are they? Well, like, okay. <coughs> Generically speaking, they're, like, my experience is freshwater versus saltwater. There's a lot more competition freshwater fishing. Yeah. And there's not as much water. Yeah. So you have to be better than the next guy. Yeah. Okay. That's my first thought. On the counter side of that, I could see where in a very small niche, yeah, i.e. fly fishing, mm-hmm. saltwater, mm-hmm. I think you could argue that they're better fly fishermen. Yeah. I mean, they just have skills that... It's all different skill sets. Yeah, there. I feel like a saltwater fly guy is more well rounded than your blue your blue liner. That's uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, yeah. You you got more of an arsenal of long distance casting and yeah. I mean, the more that I do the salt, the more I realize I wasn't that good of a fly fisherman. <laughs> I could have told you that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't ask. But, I know, that's why I didn't but, tell you. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the size of the water here, too. Like, I mean, if we were in You take a guy Montana, from Montana right. and bring him out here, he's going to be stuck in the trees all day. Yeah, but he can make those longer casts, too, because the water's bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Just I being think... being out, like, in a drift boat, you got to make those longer casts, and it's all... Uh, I mean, it's not all, but... It's a lot of streamer work, which is mostly what salt water is. Yeah. It's not like you're not drifting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts, Tyler? I mean, it. there's a lot more water, and there's a lot more, uh, not necessarily a lot more. It's technical, but on two different aspects. Right. It's like it's technical on the salt side, like if you're going deep, mm-hmm. of knowing the weather, when, how to get out, you know, when to get out things that you need to be able to do to fish it's a lot more work no one will argue that salt guys are better boaters true 
there's a lot more at play from a from a saltwater offshore oh. inshore doesn't matter those guys are up with tides and they're up with this and they're up with that and they have to be a lot more can go wrong yeah the ocean is trying to kill you yeah every time you you step into the ocean it is attempting to kill you one thing goes wrong you might not come back davy jones yeah i mean <laughs> i mean the lake's pretty dangerous too I'm not yeah. saying that it's you know the same thing but the, the lake's not dangerous People the people on the lake are the <laughs> yeah, dangerous yeah, part. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you get caught in a storm. Well, I'm thinking more of like sandbar shifting mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like for running up the South Fork, it doesn't matter who is up there with you. If you don't know how to run it, you're going to hit something. Yeah, I mean, and it changes. Like I couldn't confidently run it up, run up to the dam right now. Because we've had enough storms since we've, we've a, done it. Yeah, we've had enough storms and that those sandbars move around and I could get to there and idle up through there and figure it back out. But we're not running. Yeah, we're not running once we get within eyesight of the bridge. Yeah. Hmm. Now well, I, I think it's I think it's I think you're definitely right there, like boating wise. With that much more water and salt, I think it's harder to find fish. If you don't have any equipment or anything, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm used to fishing without equipment. Right. I just winging it. And I've gone a couple of times down like near Oak Island and fishing the intercoastal for reds. And I, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just getting out there because I, I want to catch a red on the fly. Have you done a lot of research? Uh, from what I, you know, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. an access thing, you know, it's the skills and. Yeah. Just that's, getting that's, into it and learning how to do it. Yeah, that's one thing I don't know a lot about. I will say I think fly selection and salt is a lot easier. Yeah. It's either a crab, it's a shrimp, shrimp. or it's a bait fish profile. Yep. yep. Like for inshore stuff. Mm-hmm. Offshore, it gets a little different. It's all bait fish profiles, but there's so many things you can do. Golly. Um, yeah, I will say f- from a guy that bought an offshore boat and then quickly reconsidered, that was a bad <laughs> idea. Um, I feel very... <laughs> I'm very confident in the ocean. Yeah. Like when we go to Florida, I always rent a boat. Mm-hmm. I, I'll take a guide one day. Right. L- like inshore or something. Cause you can't rent a flats boat. Yeah. You can't rent a polling skiff. There's one company out there that's starting to really like, do polling skiff. They're renting Maverick HPX dash S's. Okay. Um, but sure right now astronomical, they're really not bad. Okay. I mean, if you look at it compared to like a guide, yeah, I can rent a boat for a week in the Keys for fifteen hundred bucks plus fuel. That's not bad for a week. Yeah, I can pay. Now this is high end of gods, but I can pay Nick to take me sword fishing for thirty six hundred dollars for a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a forty six foot Freeman. Right. You're probably gonna catch a swordfish, but mm-hmm. you know it's like it's one of those things where I'm very confident running the ocean to a degree. Yeah, I hate North Carolina. North Carolina's too sketchy getting out. I'll bet. <laughs> but Florida, I feel confident in Florida. I think also like monetarily, yeah. Typically salt water costs more. I agree. A hundred percent. Bigger boats. Yep. Motors that are a little better set up for salt than just your typical Yeah, but does it gear. cost does it cost more or do people make it cost more? No, I think it just it costs more. I think it more. costs more. Yeah. Dude, your average... And over time. 
you're going to rust out a lot of your gear. Yeah, I will say it's definitely harder on gear. But you look at your your local bass guy that's running around in a Skeeter FX21 $100,000 boat with, what, you think, 1,000 lures at an average of 6 <laughs> bucks a pop? Like, it's not a cheap endeavor either. Tyler. No, it's not a cheap endeavor, but if you want to do the same scale in salt, you go buy that brand new boat that's now a hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty thousand. No, nah, man, you can buy a very capable offshore boat for a hundred grand, brand new. Oh yeah, I got that in my back pocket. But I mean, <laughs> we're we're talking apples to apples, right? <laughs> yeah. No, on average, now on average, your new boats. Let's call your it new s- bay boats versus your new. Yeah, lake let, boats. Let's call it sixty. Okay, let's call it sixty thousand dollars because you can go buy like an eighteen or nineteen foot bass boat for sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> For $60,000, you can go buy a 21-foot Mako center console, brand new. You can go buy a – you can probably get a C-Pro in that range. You can buy a Scout in that range. Can you take that boat? Every day? No. Some days, yes. Okay, but if I spend that 60 on a brand-new bass boat, I can go run it every day on the lake. That's not true. Pretty much. So you're telling me when a storm comes up, that 18-foot bass boat on Norman with a wind coming right down the gut at like 30-mile-an-hour gusts, you're taking that bass boat in that? No. But if I was oh, out and it came well, in, well, if it, no, but listen, but there's not, it doesn't matter if that's that's the storm on the lake you're in. We have a There ver- could be a storm out in the ocean, you're not even getting rained on, yeah. and you're not willing to take your boat out. <laughs> yeah. But there's always inshore. Yeah, but are you going to take that big one inshore? I mean, you could. You're going to want a flat spot. At high tide. Yeah. You very well could. Like, you could go fish the inlets when it storms. That's That was always when we took Josh's dad's boat out. That was always our backup plan. Fishing inlets? Yeah, we would just fish inlets. It's a big, cutty cabin boat. We fish inlets just fine. Caught fish. Now, was it what we wanted to do? No, but, you know. <laughs> I just think your level of gear. Yeah. Cost wise, dude, people spend six hundred dollars on bass reels. Yeah, but that equivalent of quality on bass reel, how much is that for like a grouper reel? Dude, you can go buy a pin squall for two hundred bucks. The same quality, <laughs> dude. My grouper reel is only two hundred sixty dollars, and this is Shimano. I'm talking quality. I'm fishing a Shimano. <laughs> I, I I agree with Tyler. It's it's. I think. Why do I always have to be the bad guy in these debates? I don't know, man. You just like throwing a monkey wrench. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. If not, we're just like, yeah, yeah. Salt sucks. Uh, fresh salt and sucks. Great. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to your local lake. <laughs> I think getting into it, ease of access, freshwater gets it. Man, there's, but no. If you live at the lake or at the ocean, then yeah, we have a very skewed perspective. That's what I'm saying. We live two and a half <laughs> minutes from a lake. This, right. That's got decent, decent. To yeah, but you fishing. can find a pond anywhere in the United States that has bass in it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I'm not disagreeing with you, <laughs> but had you lived at the coast, yeah. Had you lived at the coast, you would have, you would be on the other side of this argument. Even there, you can go to some nice bass lakes down there by the coast. Look at Okeechobee. Yeah, yep. but. But why would you do that when you could go? Okay, let's let's talk coast because it's of, cheap. Better. Let's <laughs> let's call let's talk coast of North Carolina, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Okay. So tell me, you grew up there, right? Mm-hmm. Now, these are all hypotheticals. But you grew up there, and you had the knowledge to go catch reds in the surf. Right. Right? You knew where to go. You knew what to throw. You had the gear. I've done it before. Right. So, yeah. like, but that was in your backyard. Yeah, but the thing is. But there is, was you, a bass pond in your neighborhood. Yeah. You're going to drive right past that bass pond to go chase those reds. Don't tell me you're not. Will you go fish that bass pond occasionally when the weather's bad or something and you're just bored? Sure. Yeah. But that's not going to be what you want to do. What you want to do is going to be, we live an hour and a half from I mean, that's a, yeah, I'm just, I'm skewed because of where I live. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you lived closer to the mountains. If you're taking a kid fishing, if you're trying to teach a kid how to fish, you're not going to start them off with the, at the, uh, surf fishing for reds. Why not? You get a big bull. I've taken kids. red on there, and the kids I've hauling taken, ass through the, through the surf <laughs> attached to a rod. <laughs> Man, I've taken kids chasing forty pound catfish for their first fishing trip. Yeah, and caught like really good fish doing it. Yeah, I've taken kids. Was that freshwater or saltwater? That was freshwater, but I live oh, okay. close to freshwater. Yeah, dude. I don't know. <laughs> He's getting irritated. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's if just it was like, an equal distance, yeah. For me to drive two hours to the lake mm-hmm. or two hours to the ocean, I'm going to the lake. I would go trout fishing every day. Not every day. Maybe. I'll go try it but out. But the argument is is which one is better. It's not which one would you go to. Well, that's my argument. I would go to the one that was better. <laughs> In my eyes. <laughs> right? How is how is a lake better than the ocean, though? What's your what, what, Why? It's just nicer. You don't have to... So you're telling me in the middle of summer, the lake you're going to use got wakeboard boats out the yin-yang. Yep. And you're still going to the lake? Yep. Because all that wake is the same stuff you're going to deal with at the ocean. That's not true. What if it's like flat calm at the ocean that day? Dude, I've been out there and it was a bathtub. Uh, that's the chance you take. You're driving two hours. Which way are you going? The only thing I ask that people don't do is go to Myrtle Beach and try to surf fish when there's 800 people <laughs> in a, a half mile radius, and you got you know I, your little cart full of pin rods or ugly sticks, and you're just out there chunking shrimp into the, into the ocean. Yeah. Um. So speaking of Myrtle Beach, that brought up a an idea. A sore point. Okay. So what? We've talked about, let's talk about our favorite and least favorite, both Ocean Spot and Lake. Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Is that your favorite or least favorite? Least favorite. Oh, 10 out of 10 takes the cake. Yeah. I don't know, though. You may tell you what. I had to do a bunch of work last winter in mm-hmm. Virginia Beach mm-hmm. up at the Norfolk Gables Show. That's pretty bad, too. And I stayed at Virginia Beach. Yeah. Granted, it was mostly closed down. There was a couple of restaurants open and whatnot, but all the tourist stuff was closed down. That I think that might be worse than Myrtle Beach. I've never been there during tur- tourist season. I have. It's it's not as bad as Myrtle Beach. Okay, so Myrtle Beach still takes the cake. It's like Myrtle Beach is like renowned throughout the Southeast, and like I know a guy who came from New York to Myrtle Beach. Renowned summer. or infamous? Sure. I mean, for whatever reason, their I, marketing or whatever. The visit MyrtleBeach.com. Don't go look at that. Uh, <laughs> Not a sponsor. It, it's working, yeah. Because, like, this guy, he's been coming from New York and bringing his family to Myrtle Beach for, like, 10 years. 
I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many good beaches between yeah, here well, and there. There is absolutely better beaches. Now, okay, so what's your least favorite? Myrtle. Yeah. We all can say that, but we've all had a good time in Myrtle Beach. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I've... When I was I've, a kid, I enjoyed it. I've been down there and had a blast. That trip we took together, had a blast down there some yeah. four or five years ago. Y'all didn't fish. I was going to say we didn't fish, but we did. Oh, nice. We, did we chartered a little headboat to go nice. catch scrub fish. Yeah. Nice. We went, We went like, trigger fishing, basically. <laughs> hey, they tasted good, though. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. I don't feel so bad about taking taking fish home to cook out of the salt water. Yeah, because I'm going to eat them. Cleanliness or the amount? Just like um, based on the fact that a lot of the fish that we take are very sustainable, not in a place where they need to be catch and released. Like obviously, and they taste delicious. Yeah, I mean they're good. Like I'm not going to keep a, I'm not going to keep a snook out of Tampa Bay where they're having right. a bunch of water quality issues and killing a bunch of fish. Yeah, right. But like, you know, keeping a flounder out of North Carolina doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, going yeah. and catching a grouper doesn't hurt my feelings. I think it feels like there's an entire ocean. We got plenty of them. Yeah, I I think that may be a negative point, but yeah. You know, that's probably how everybody else feels. So Exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're just saying that's why people do it. Like, I would feel the same way about Lake Wiley if it wasn't nasty. Yeah. You know, like, if it was, like, clean <laughs> yeah. and everybody ate fish out of here, but there's so many, like, spills and stuff that we've heard of and dealt with that we just know not to eat fish out of here. But right. if we could, like, gonna, look at people down on the Mississippi and stuff. They're going, like, catching tons of catfish and I keeping them. I have no issues and, eating fish out of Lake Wiley. Huh. Not yet. Starts growing that other arm. <laughs> no, man. Like I really, I really don't think the water quality is that bad in Wiley. I've just heard too many things. It's all you know. I'd like to go. I'd like to go to Louisiana and fish those intercoastals. That would be cool. Yeah, I would love that. Go to Venice. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's one of the places we can go rent a HPX dash S. That would be cool. That's like where they started the business. Really? Yeah. Venice, like all the sportsman paradise down there. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Now, what's your favorite? What's your favorite coastal place? We've talked about all of our least favorite coastal place to go. Oak Island. Oak Island's your favorite. I like in Oak North Island. Carolina to yeah. visit or to or fish. the Carolinas. Yeah. Um. Well, this is a hunt and fishing podcast, so. <laughs> I mean, I love vacation at Oak Island. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Fishing, but, fishing there's fun, but the inlet is rough if you want to go offshore. It's yeah, yeah. Well, it's rough in those intercoastals too. Peyton's yeah. uncle takes his boat down, and we'll go like catching drum, like black drum and yeah. stuff. You know, just whatever out in the in the backwater. So it's, I mean, I have fun with that. I think my favorite in the Carolinas is Beaufort. Okay, Charleston's nice. Yeah, it's like it's like. You can still go to Charleston from Beaufort. It's not that far. Yeah. Or you can go to Hilton Head and mm-hmm. enjoy a day there. But Beaufort's so laid back and relaxed. Yeah. And, like, it's not the hustle and bustle of Charleston. I love Charleston, too. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's a different experience. Right. I mean, there's some there's some good. I follow a lot of uh, guides down there in Charleston fishing for reds. In they're the smacking them this weekend. I bet. There's a flood tide. They're starting to run. No, there's a flood, flood tide. tide. Yeah. Nice. They're working them this weekend cool yeah what do you i mean what do y'all think about like sitting there on the beach with the surf rod fishing 
I've done it a few times. I haven't enjoyed it. Me either. <laughs> Every time I do it, I'm like, eh, yeah. Well, it's kind of a pain in the butt, too, because everything's covered in sand. Mm-hmm. I really don't like the beach that much. Like, I love yeah. I love being coastal. I'm not a sit-on-the-beach-all-day kind of guy. No, I hate sitting on the beach. Oh, I, I could do that all day. But I mean, I, I can wanna... go, like, hang out, play cornhole, and drink beer. Yeah. I'm not, like, uh Roasting in the sun all day. Go there for a week and, like, <laughs> spend every day just sitting out there, like, dipping in the water. And I hate the sand. I will yeah, say, I will say, all of my coastal trips will be like from now on until I have a boat. Like I'm going to put us in a place where there's plenty of boat rentals because, like, for I think it's fifteen or two thousand dollars for the week. Like you could all like you could take a group of four people and like split that four ways. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's way cheaper than way cheaper than. Booking a guide. a guide, right? Yeah. Um, and like, dude, we just went off Key West and snorkeled for a day. Nice. Savannah and uh, we took a Pathfinder out. Okay. Um, we ran it out probably seven miles into the Gulf to, um, there's a bunch of keys out there. Yeah. Which for normal people is just called an island, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I eventually wanted to do the, the flats down there for bonefish. Yeah, I mean it's fun. Yeah, it's hard. I, I I bet. Um, those those bonefish and permit down there, they see everything. They're smart. We gotta practice up on carp on Lake Wiley. I'm telling you, dude. I I have not a hundred percent confidence. Yeah. But now that I've been doing this so much, mm-hmm. my double haul is a ton better. Yeah. I firmly feel like I could have made those casts that I needed to make mm-hmm. now. You know, good practice. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I can cast into a into a strong headwind now that I never thought would have been possible. Yeah, have you ever fished off a drift boat going down a river? I have not. That's pretty fun. Yeah, that's on my list of things that I want to do. I've just never like. I think because I have, I have my handful of trout spots that I like to go to. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's an it's an all day thing. Yeah, uh, but it's it's a good time. I've done the French broad a couple times. Yeah. Are, um, are there a lot of trout in the French? Or more smallies? Depending on when you go. Yeah. It's mostly uh, smallies. Okay. But there's a couple of spots along there. Um, the section we float is before you get to, like, downtown Asheville, Biltmore, go yep. past Biltmore and all that. Um, there's spots in there. Gotcha. But, like, I want to do musky, the musky mile, too. That'd be fun on the on the French broad. Yeah. Um, the musky mile, it, a lot of people can't get to it right now. Because it's so much water? No, because there's a bunch of laydowns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hypothetically, you might be able to get to it, but I, I don't think... I think Andrew's done it a couple times. Yeah, he has um, prior to the last storm. Yeah. But, yeah, he was telling me you can't even float Musky Mall right now. Dang. What's your... What's your... You said your favorite? No, you just said you like... Oak Island, but you you didn't give us your favorite. Uh, favorite to go fish out of is probably Charleston. Yeah, so you're just a little bit north of me. What about pier fishing? It just seems so boring to me. It, yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. I had a lot of fun doing it as a kid. Yeah. It's a whole, like, art, though. Those guys that do it. Yeah. Like, there's a, it. there's a whole science behind, like, they have this one line that's got a big anchor on it, and then they run their other line down that, 
and it's got a clip on it, and then it clips <laughs> yeah, off yeah. fishing for kings. Like, that's what they're trying to catch, trying yeah. to catch, catch kings. Usually it's just shark. <laughs> they're catching yeah. shark, tossing them off the pier. <laughs> yeah, so what? what is your least favorite lake? I'll give you a whole river system that I hate. <laughs> is I the hate the Yadkin chain. <laughs> I do. I do not. I do not know why. Like I just I have a bad taste in my mouth for that place. It. Yeah, Tuckertown's tough, but like for a love hate thing, I can't make that my worst. And Tillery's the same way. What's your What's your worst? I, I mean, <laughs> like the worst day I've had fishing yeah. was probably on Tuckertown. For sure. Actually, it was probably on Tillery. What was that? Were we on High Rock that day that we you had that one fish in a crankbait, crankbait bite? We were in the big boat. Mm. It was muddy as can be. It was cold. Josh and his dad fished together. Oh, it was the first tournament. No, that was Tillery. Oh, yeah. Tillery can kiss my butt, too. <laughs> yeah, Tillery's tough. <laughs> it was real tough. I See, mean, I not don't... for them boys, but we struggled. <laughs> I mean, it only took six pounds to win that tournament. That's how bad it was. Dang. Yeah. It was it fresh, cold rain in the wintertime. It was February. Oh, my God. It was brutally cold. Nobody had a good day. We took a heater on the boat. It was so daggum cold. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, I don't have that much knowledge of it because I never grew up around, like, boats. So, yeah. it's just, I'm drawn to fresh water because you can get, you know, pretty good access. Okay, so with your limited lakes. knowledge, what's your least favorite lake? Um, I really haven't fished anything other than, like, Wiley. Uh, yeah. we got to get him more exposed. I know. What's, Sheltered over here. What's your favorite lake? Mm. Wiley, <laughs> I just know Wiley so well. Yeah, um, I enjoy Norman. I usually have a good, usually have a good day on Norman. I like Norman. I don't um, like Norman during the summertime. Norman's no. a winter spot for me. Yeah, it's definitely a winter lake. Um, because of the wake boats. Yeah, yeah, and that is just so big. Yeah, and like yeah, it's it's way better in the winter when you don't have everybody else beating you up because <laughs> it's so big that the wind and everything will beat you up anyway. Yeah. So when you don't have the wake boats, it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. Like that last tournament I fished with, um, God, what's that guy's name? Phil. Phil. Yeah. I fished with Phil. Okay. This man's got his boats fast. Yeah. It's a, it's a Triton with a new two fifty four stroke on it. Nice. When I tell you, we came down the lake and between the wakeboard boats and this, that, and the other, trying to get back to the ramp on time, I was hurting for three days. Dang. And he's got a 20, 21-foot 20 Triton. So, like, not a small boat. And we got beat to a pulp. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I want to go fish it. I want to go bass fish it, but Moss Lake might be a uh... – yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to drop that name on the podcast. It'd be all right. You say Boss Lake? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Boss Lake. Boss Lake. Um, <laughs> it's up in Virginia. Yeah. I found another lake, another small municipal lake that's just across the border. 
like south of Shelby. I think it's technically in uh I think it technically falls into Spartanburg County or something. Uh not Spartanburg. Whatever county Gaffney's in Union. I have no idea. Okay. I don't think it's Union. Well, there's a little there's a little lake I stumbled upon down there I want to go check out. Hmm. They've just opened it back up for fishing because they had like algae blooms and stuff that were very toxic. Hmm. I think my favorite, my favorite lake around here, and it's probably the furthest one away, and I don't get to go as much as I would like to, is Murray. I do like Murray. I really like Watery too. Watery's hit or miss for me. I've I've had great days on Watery, and I've had like bad days on Watery. I've always had a good time down there, though. Yeah, I. My good way outweighs the bad days down there. For sure. That's a very healthy. Well. For striper? I've for anything. Really anything, man. It's a good catfish lake. It's a pretty good striper lake if you're dialed into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good bass lake. They got good fish in there. The catfishermen are all complaining because it's not what it used to be. Yeah. Um, but everybody <laughs> well, complains like- about everything because it's not what it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Do they com- they commercial fished um anything a couple South, of those anything in South Carolina they can commercial fish yeah fish baskets trout lines oh yeah and we uh when I was a kid my grandmother had a lake house on Marion and the neighbor he had a bunch of trout lines yeah. dude he would have like he had this hook or a nail up on a tree that was super high up in the tree from a kid being a kid. And he'd have catfish up there, and they would, like, drag the ground. Mm-hmm. And then you go down there by the dam, and you can just see them swimming around or up on the rocks or whatever, and just huge fish. Yeah. You're talking about in the, like, canal there? Yeah. Yeah. Over, over by Blacks. That's a lake I have never had a good time on. Marion? Never Marion, been on it. Moultrie, the Diversion Canal, that whole little area of the world can fall off the face of the planet. <laughs> Every time we go down there, it's like flat tires and boat <laughs> problems. And like, if anybody asks me, like, hey, you want to go to Santee? I'm like, no, I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to go anywhere else? Gladly go fishing with you. Yeah. Just not there. <laughs> Man, we, uh, the gators are, there's big gators down there. There are. Yeah. There's also some really good duck spots down there. Really? Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. so, so actually, mm. I lied. I have been on it, but it was not to fish. The, so I guess, so we have two fresh and two salt and that, I guess I, or two fresh, one salt. I was giving myself two votes, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just have to like always, I, I mean, mean yeah, I'm willing to get into it more. It's just lack I'm of exposure. It. Yeah. It's lack of exposure. What I'm doing. I have more fun on fresh cause I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think. When we get the chance to like take some yeah. trips, your perspective will change. When this not, uh, podcast one, blows up and we can just take a week and yeah, not that one's better than the other. Yeah, I enjoy them both for what they are. Yeah, I do too. And it, it's nice to feel outside of my zone, being in salt water and not knowing what to do and just trying to learn it as I go. That's why I like the the carp stuff as much as I do. Yeah, it is very much like saltwater fishing. Yeah. As far fishing. as fly fishing, it's right, right. It's very much like bone fishing or looking for reds. Um, I believe it's a little harder. I can imagine yeah. having, having done both because it's a lot more rare to find that fish in that, that right. situation. Right. 
He's right. there somewhere on the lake. You just got to go find him. find him. So the hunt's a lot harder. Okay. Not that the getting them to eat's any harder. Right. Um, they're pretty similar in that that mm-hmm. regard. Presentation. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for listening to the Boats and Does Outdoors podcast. Y'all let us know if it takes, if, if freshwater or saltwater anglers are better. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely create a poll on this one. Oh, yeah. 100%. Check our Instagram. You know, let us know what you think. I want to see some arguing in the comments. Get I want the started. comments to blow up. Yeah. Get it started. Yeah, I want you guys to be upset with us. I want you to tell outlandish. I want you to tell me that I am so wrong and that every freshwater angler is better than a saltwater angler. It shouldn't be hard because he is wrong. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.